Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. This podcast is dedicated to helping attorneys earn more money, get better clients, and spend more time with family. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik, founder of Law Firm Success Group. Smart business guidance for small law firms begins in three, two, one. And it's my pleasure to welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage, Hugo E. Gomez, founder of Abogados Now. Hugo, how are you? Doing well. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on the show. So one thing I want to hear from you, why should every attorney be looking at marketing to the Hispanic population? The Hispanic population makes up one out of every five persons, if not more, in the United States. That is something. I I saw a statistic on your website and I was like, wow, yes, I am surprised. (laughs) Yeah, I think it takes a lot of people by surprise. And and a little more surprising is the fact that the non-Hispanic white population decreased by 3% according to the last U.S. Census. So... You know, it's safe to say that if you're only focusing on English marketing, you're probably investing in a shrinking market, whereas the most underrepresented market in the country, in the legal category, is the largest uh, population in the country. And we're going to come back to that. But but Hugo, I want to hear a little bit about your story. How did you kind of decide to found uh, Avogados Now? I've always been a big digital marketing nerd. Uh, probably for the last 15 or so years, I studied it in college and, and ultimately got into marketing for commercial finance and consumer finance organizations. And then I got into legal later in my career, was super fascinated by how difficult it was, especially in injury law. Uh, so my my goal was always to find these untapped markets, to to find areas of the internet that most legal professionals and legal marketers aren't aware of. And so when I realized that Spanish consumers uh, largely look for professional services on their mobile phones, it was sort of a eureka moment that I really had to build an organization that helped attorneys talk to Spanish-speaking consumers on their phones through digital marketing. And that was a little over five years ago. And you know, five years, five years later, we're nationwide. We help all sorts of plaintiff attorneys across the country. And it's really a dedicated focus in Spanish. However, we're fully bilingual. We can help uh, most attorneys out in English as well. Are there any practice areas that you stay away from? Ooh, that's a good question. Not necessarily. I mean, I I, I think of we, we've done uh, <laughs> horse law, you know, which is it, it's it's it, we've done that before. It was kind of wild, but that's how niche we can get. Um, there there are a lot of preconceptions that. Spanish speakers or Spanish dominant uh, Hispanics in the United States don't have the same issues as the general market, but they do. You know, the, the, the Hispanic market, you know, needs probate and estate lawyers. They need business lawyers. Uh, they need criminal defense attorneys. Uh, it, it runs the gamut uh, in, in Hispanic market, in Hispanic markets as well. Yeah. And to your point, you're not marketing to people who don't speak English. You're just marketing to people that speak Spanish, whether it's their primary language or it's on their phone or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but there there is a limitation to that. If you focus only on Spanish uh, language marketing, there will inevitably be a limit. So when we, our strategies, depending on the size of a firm, go a little deeper. For instance, if there is a firm that wants to generate, you know, let's call it 10, 20 cases a month, we can do a lot 
we can generate a lot of cases just from Spanish marketing alone. However, when we're working with firms that are requiring hundreds of cases of new cases per month, we we go a little more scientific. We we go after uh, markets that only speak Spanish, but we also talk to Hispanics that are bicultural, uh, meaning uh, folks like myself. I'm Hispanic. I was born in Ecuador, but I've lived in the United States virtually my whole life. I speak English. I speak Spanish. I search in English and in Spanish. So there are many folks like myself who straddle between uh, English and Spanish language. So we oftentimes, in, in strategies that are meant to scale, we oftentimes market to consumers that are bicultural, not just Spanish dominant. Yeah, that's an important point to consider because some of the demographics really change when you go from a Spanish only market to a bicultural market. Um, so I'm great. I'm, I'm really glad to hear that you brought that up. And you know, and you make this point abundantly clear marketing to a bicultural market or to Spanish speakers doesn't just involve translating your your English copy into Spanish. There's a whole bunch of things that go into that. And Hugo, what are some of the things that need to be done differently when that that your firm does differently when you're targeting a Spanish speaking market? Yeah. So our whole team is made of bilingual digital marketing pros. And, and that that's a really important point to highlight on our background. Because when we talk to attorneys who are who who have either tried to advertise in Spanish or are thinking of advertising in Spanish, what they'll often default to is telling their web developer to put a translation switch on their website, which at best is literal decent translations but they don't really speak to the market specifically. We also hear attorneys find out who the bilingual person in their firm is, and then they'll give them the responsibility of creating Spanish marketing assets. Um, Generally speaking, if someone's a receptionist, they're probably a phenomenal receptionist, but they're not likely to be a marketer, Um, similarly (laughs) to paralegals or case managers. So what we often have to do is we have to educate attorneys by saying, you don't just need a digital marketer on your site in Spanish. You, you need someone who walks the walk, who has family that lives in the United States, who you need digital marketers who understand that story of being Hispanic in the United States pursuant to their market, meaning what state or metro do they live in? So when I try to illustrate what it is that we do, yes, it is providing Spanish digital marketing. However, what we're really providing is a team that is culturally super aware of what to say, and most importantly, what not to say when representing your firm online. Well, one of the things I think is really interesting about this is um, when you talk about the different marketing channels or marketing options that are available, there's so many these days, especially online. There's pay-per-click ads, there's SEO, there's local service ads, there's a bunch of other stuff that Google's coming up with. And you've got your YouTube channel and your TikTok and your Facebook and LinkedIn. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. From a um, marketing perspective, have you seen differences between how the English-speaking market, the, the 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 digital marketing channels or vehicles that an English-speaking market prefers versus a Spanish-speaking market, or are they identical? They're they're sort of identical, but the engagement levels are different. So, generally speaking, so in the general market, for instance, like let's call it the English market, if you run an ad, you're trying to appeal to virtually every English speaker. That could be someone who's Caucasian, someone who's Chinese, someone who's 
a Filipino, someone who is black, right? That there are so many different audience segments of those who speak English. So you generally have to appeal to way too many people at once. Thus, there are there's diminishing returns when you're reaching that many people all at once. The engagement the engagement rates are generally lower. The engagement rates meaning how often people click on your ad, how often they comment on a post, how often they send your post to a friend or family member. In Spanish, the engagement rates are much higher. The click rates, the sharing rates. The reason for that is because the ads that at least the ads that we produce for Hispanic audiences is meant for Hispanic audiences. You see Hispanic uh, actors in our ads. You see localized Hispanic, uh, Hispanic language. You see something that is very tailored to the Hispanic market. So it, it, because it's more tailored and it feels a little more personal, it has higher engagement levels. However, the adoption rates of, of what platforms are virtually the same across the board. The only advantage that we call the Hispanic advantage is that if you advertise on mobile, mobile devices on these platforms like Google, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, if you really double down on the mobile view visibility, that's where results really come through. Like we're super open about our strategies. We don't have any real secret sauce. We're just following the trends. Hispanic adults love mobile phones. They love apps and they want ads that are meant for them. So we just give consumers what they want. Awesome. I love that. It's, it sounds simple, <laughs> but there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, just one thing that jumps out at me as I was hearing you describe this, Hugo, is you're not just targeting Spanish speakers. At least your approach incorporates culture as much as it does language. And uh, we'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, we actually sent an email yesterday to in our newsletter uh, yesterday about a case study where we created a bilingual mariachi ad. And it was a super tasteful mariachi ad. And I'll give you the profile. We had a we have we have a PI attorney in California um, who is super open-minded to all of our wild ideas. And one day we came to him and we said, we want to create a music video that's 15 and 30 seconds about a mariachi that talks about your firm. And they sing about your firm, the free consultation in English um, and in Spanish. And we're going to shoot it all around Los Angeles. And it's going to celebrate Mexican culture because almost 80% of Hispanics in California are Mexican. However, we're not going to reference Mexico as to not exclude any other Hispanics. However, it's going to be a super lighthearted, semi-tongue-in-cheek, really fun music video that, that promotes the firm. So the attorney said, let's do it. Let's roll with it. So we hired an amazing mariachi singer. We got her a mariachi band. We recorded at a studio. And we we shot her and the mariachi band in front of all these murals around LA. That's the target market, Los Angeles. So we we made a very specific mariachi, Mexican culture, really positive commercial for Spanish and English-speaking consumers. In English, it had all the language that you would hear in any other attorney commercial. It was just a delivered through a much more fun way. So like free consultation, car accidents, slip and falls, excellent attorney, all those talking points, but it just delivered differently. 
In Spanish, it was the same thing. However, we were very insistent on highlighting that you should call into this firm whether or not you have papers, whether or not you have documentation status in the United States. Love that. Because, yeah, that's that's definitely targeted to that market. And um, not only the visuals, but actually what you're saying and some of the things that you're saying to, to encourage them to call in. And then when they call in, you know, I'm sure attorney entrepreneurs that are listening are probably saying, well, I don't have anyone to speak Spanish in the office. How do I deal with that? So I'm sure you get that question all the time, Hugo. Oh, all the time. So the, the low-hanging fruit is working with a third-party call center that already has a history of working with attorneys and that has bilingual intake staff. You know, our official uh, partner is Lex Reception. They're based in, in Texas. They're, they're awesome. We refer a ton of business to them. However, we also recommend alert communications, and there are also a bunch of local solutions. However, if you don't want to uh, sign on with the call center, we offer a dedicated virtual assistant. And that's that's also a super popular option for folks that are getting a reasonable amount of calls a day, like five to 20 calls a day. We oftentimes recommend adding that virtual assistant service into our program, and we'll train someone uh, to do intake. We'll, we'll make them essentially a part of your staff. And then past the intake, when it actually comes time to meet with the client and to you know have ongoing discussions about legal services, how do you find that um, your law firms that don't have Spanish speakers on staff, how do they handle that? Yeah, this is a phenomenon that we've seen over the years that has rarely changed. We we defaulted at one point to making our virtual assistants almost like virtual case managers to assist with, uh, at least virtually, to assist Spanish speakers in talking to the attorney. We thought that that was what was going to be required. Little did we know that overwhelmingly Spanish speakers, when they call into the firm, they sign a retainer with the attorney. They want to meet the attorney in person. They will almost always bring someone who speaks English with them. And that's not by design. That's just something culturally happens where Spanish speakers just say, I want to bring my neighbor. I want to bring my kids. I want to bring my my cousin, uh, my buddy who speaks English to, to just you know, ride with me on this call and this, in this consultation. And that just happens organically. So we find that even without instructing the client who speaks only Spanish, they will more than likely bring someone who speaks English with them to an in-person meeting or even a virtual meeting. That is great to hear. And Hugo, what are some of the things that you're looking forward to with Avogados now? A, a continued education uh, with attorneys and growth. It's astonishing. Even some of the largest metro markets in the in the country, we talk to attorneys spending tens of millions of dollars every month, and they're always astonished by how much opportunity they're missing out on in, in the Hispanic market. Um, to the extent that some of the largest firms in the United States have offered to buy us up because they just don't want to think about it. They just want us to take it over. Now, we've refused for obvious reasons. We like working with a bunch of attorneys and educating them on the opportunity. And I think that it's been great to work with solo practices over the years that have blown up and have, have become amazing case studies for what an attorney can and become and what their firms can become if they really truly commit to this type of opportunity. So our my, my excitement is just in continued growth, continued education. Um, blowing minds of attorneys who are, are yet unaware 
of, of, of what they have and what the potential is in this market. And if they want to connect with you, Hugo, what's the best way for them to do that? So yeah, I invite anyone listening to email me directly. Uh, if you want, if you want to have a meeting with me specifically, uh, email me at hugo at abogadosnow.com. Uh, you can also go to abogadosnow.com. There's a calendar there where you can uh, meet our business development representatives. It's an easy calendar where you can pick a date and time and you'll be assigned a business development rep to walk you through our programs. But I, I totally invite everyone, uh, if they want to speak to me specifically, it's hugo at abogadosnow. That's A-B-O-G-A-D-O-S-Now.com. Awesome, Hugo. Thank you so much for being on Lawyer Business Advantage. This was fantastic. And uh, congratulations on the success you have had with Abogados Now. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. And I want to hear from you. So connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are a solo or an owner of a small law firm, and you're looking to earn more money, attract better clients, or reduce your stress, we would love to talk with you to see how we can help. Request your free law firm assessment by visiting lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. Again, that URL is lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Ale Yajnik. Until next time, remember, you can seize freedom. You can embrace happiness. You can build your perfect practice.